What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It is July 7th in this year 2023, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Why? It sounds like we're from the future with that voice effect there. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joined by Jack Farmer, who's proudly living in the past, <laughs> and NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight for our 7-7 Lucky 7s edition of SmackDown. Welcome to Wrestling Inc. If you like the show, please like, share, subscribe, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, hit that bell notification, and uh, send us a super chat. We're going to get to them all throughout the show. So much happening tonight. The tribal court was in session. What's the difference between a tribal court and a tribunal? Who knows? But the tribal chief was there to defend himself. The Usos went to a local medical facility. Grayson Waller, the rocket keeps going in the stratosphere. All that and more to talk about on tonight's SmackDown. But before we get into that, Jack Jack, what's up with the news? (laughs) Yeah, we got a bunch of good news here and uh, interesting news. I want to hear everyone's thoughts in the chat. We're talking about All In, AEW, and Dave Meltzer is saying, at least on the most recent Wrestling Observer newsletter, there's a chance that All In could break the all-time verified attendance record set by WWE WrestleMania 32. I had to say WWE WrestleMania in case you thought I meant a different WrestleMania. Mm, Uh, The company has moved over 75,000 tickets. with 68,000 of those counting towards paid attendance, uh, totaling about 8.6 million in sales. As of now, All In would be the seventh largest wrestling event in history with nearly two months left to sell tickets. Uh, no matches or official appearances have been announced thus far. AEW would need to sell 6,000 more tickets to break WrestleMania 32's attendance record, which seems well within range of possibility. Uh, this is a, a big milestone, guys. I think especially since a lot of people were worried about AEW being able to fill up this, this venue, I think this is pretty historic. What say you? Well, you know, Wham! with their final concert at Wembley only sold 72,000 tickets, as I learned from the excellent new Wham! documentary on Netflix. Uh, but, no, this is, this is impressive. You have to give credit to AEW for this. This is a smart move, the way they're, they're doing this. And in a way, I think... Both WWE and AEW kind of realized at the same time, hey, when you go to markets that we've underserved, there is much higher demand. And uh, hats off to them. Especially, I I hope this is a message that AEW really gets, because I feel like they're in Chicago every other week. And so I I hope this makes them go, you know what? Maybe we'll sell tickets if we go to places we don't go to once a week. Um, But I think this is big news. I think it's really cool to see. And... I'm a big fan of everyone being successful. That means more money, more more paid opportunities, more means more like opportunities that. for Jack Farmer to talk about wrestling. That's what it means. That's what it really means. That's what I'm looking for. I'm just trying to elbow and shove my way in into everybody's wrestling life so I could talk about it and talk over it uh, for them. So pretty cool stuff there. I did want to speaking of AEW. I did want to talk about a quote from John Moxley that I think a lot of people are going to have interest in, and I'd love to get everyone else's thoughts in the chat as well. Uh, everyone talks about how John Moxley bleeds in every single match. And he was finally asked about it. And he said that he would like to see more, less blood more often, meaning he'd like to see little nicks and cuts in more matches <laughs> until it becomes commonplace. Cause as he says, look, we're elbowing each other in the face. We're kicking each other in the face. Who doesn't bleed when you're getting punched in the face over and over again. And I actually thought when you think about that rationale, it makes a ton of sense. Issa, do you agree? Uh, not when it happens within 30 seconds of you getting punched. What kind of fight are you getting into? I mean, that happens in UFC. No, it doesn't, Jack. I've been, I've been timing this man's every week time that it takes him to bleed. Whatever. It's Moxley. He bleeds. It's part of, it's part of the culture now. But if everyone did that more often, then it would, would it not make 
pro wrestling feel more real? And isn't that what a lot of people want to see happen? Yeah. Pro wrestling should be more fake. I think that's the key to getting the eyeballs back on the product. I actually kind of agree with you in some ways there. I loved Lucha Underground, and that was, it was amazing, most, right? Was and, incredible. And, I love that show. And WWE now, every time they get a character where they're like, oh, the Fiend and Bray Wyatt has these powers. No, we're not doing weird magic stuff. Like, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are witches. No, we got to dial that back. Ramp that shit up. I want people who I want characters who get killed on TV and then come yes. back the next week as a different character. Absolutely. 100%. That's what I want. I, I want more of that in my pro wrestling. Yes, they need that. It will make things so much better um, if they amp it up. I mean, the realism is good, but I think the realism idea overlooks a key element, which is there is UFC. There is real sports. I can I have no shortage. UFC has like a paid event. More with more frequency than the WWE does. There is no shortage of watching uh, guys beat the shit out of each other. I can do that any night of the week. In Vegas, in fact, I mean, I just go down the street and watch it, you know, at your local bar. But yes, like we watch professional wrestling because we want to see stories uh, that you can't always tell in real athletics. And, you know, I was thinking even beyond that to kind of, just a, a personal opinion thing. Everyone keeps talking about how blurring the lines is so important and how trying to blur what's real and what's not real is so good in making money. But I look at all the biggest draws in wrestling today. None of that is blurring the lines. I mean, mm. I don't, we'll talk about the bloodline later, but I don't believe that these guys really hate each other. Once the, uh, the camera turns off, I don't believe that Seth Rollins cackles constantly. I don't believe that LA Knight is going. Yeah when he's just like ordering a pizza, but they're all selling the most merch. They're bringing the most viewers. They're doing the best stuff. I don't, I think the whole idea of blurring lines is overrated. I don't think we need that anymore. I mean, aren't there really only two or three? Actually, there's really only one blurred storyline or blurred storyline that works well, which is like, I, am doing a character where I say I hate X and in reality, I actually hate X or do I actually hate this thing that I'm pretending to hate? Like that's the blurred line. Yeah. It's it very rarely is ever something that I think we really care about. Yes. Leave the blurred lines to Robin Thicke. That's what I say. And uh, professional wrestling, <laughs> let's make a clear separation there mm -hmm. and it should be as fake as it can be. Uh, Antoine Fair, $2 super chat saying Issa wants nothing to do with this conversation. LOL. I'm here to talk about Roman. Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Roman Pierce from the Fast and the Furious series. I thought you meant Ro uh, the only Romans Roman that Roy. I talk about is Roman Reigns or Roman, my dog. So I don't know where you guys are coming up with all these fake ass Romans. Not Roman from Succession. Yeah. Roman from Fast X, the Roman Empire. <laughs> Let me know what you guys Rome. The B-52 song, Rome. I mean, we can it, go, we can go with Jim Rome. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's good, good solid jam there. Yeah. Um, shout out to everyone hanging out with us tonight. Date Mike 22, Enzo G from the Bronx, Lego Brick Collector, David Coffee, Psycho 187, or J.R. Smith, Mike Rouse 007, Ian Adams. We'll get to the rest of you. Jeffrey Sullivan, Cody V. Good to see you all. Here on Friday, we apologize. We missed Tuesday. I was ready to go. I didn't make plans, and then get the email like three, and it's like, oh, by the way, Issa and Alfred asked for tonight off. It's my fault. I'm in the process of moving. I still have not gotten my internet installed. We are at the fate of my hotspot, so we'll see how this goes. But hopefully, I'll be here. Apparently, Monday. We'll see. But it was all on me with the move. Apologies, Everybody, Glenn. It, it, pray it, for Issa's hotspot. If it's if it's okay, I'd love to give a quick shout out to Liam Gillum, who I saw in the chat earlier said, "What's up, guys? Long time viewer, first time oh, yeah. live. Big love from Liverpool, England." So I just want to give a shout nice. out to Liam as well. Actually, Ian Abs, Peter, George Bailey, KCC, eighty nine, the brainchild. Thanks everyone. Good to see a lot of familiar faces and some new ones. Nice when uh, expanding the Wink Empire. So. Julian Floyd has a very good question. Everyone in Vegas is talking about the sphere and who's going to host the first wrestling card there, AEW or WWE. I bet you now that the footage of that sphere is making the rounds, like 
Triple H, Nick Khan, and Vince McMahon can't agree on much, but I think WWE wants to host something major at the Sphere. That Sphere is so cool. I think as yeah. soon as that video footage came up, it's booked up. They're going to have yeah. stuff there forever. That's the coolest thing. We were eating dinner like a couple blocks from there, and we were like, let's drive around and look at the Sphere a little more. Let's get a better look at the Sphere. Like, it's so cool. Is it cool in person or it's is it really cool in person? The best footage though, I retweeted it is where you see the monorail going by and it's lit up like a moon. That was the one that I saw that. It was, it was actually a retweet that I saw. I thought it was so cool. cool. And they got the basketball yep. up there for NBA summer league. Um, now I don't know how that's going to work for wrestling though. It's really not a great venue for that. They would have to put the ring like on the stage. It would be kind of like what they did for Daly's right. place for AEW actually. It will work. It will work. They yeah. will make it work. Yeah, it could be really cool though. Uh, but yeah, U2 is playing a series of concerts there that uh, sold out, but now like massive tickets on the secondary market. So I don't know. Might have to find a way. Might have to wait a find a way to go see that. But let's talk about SmackDown Jack tonight. Yeah. The Tribal Court, the trial of Roman Reigns. What mm -hmm. did you think of this segment? Jimmy and Jay coming out. They were so excited. They were so happy put roman on trial tonight then interrupted by paul Heyman and roman who had quite the uh rebuttal even against the highlight reel of all the all the bad things he's done this was such an incredible way to start the show this was such an incredible segment the tribal uh, court has now become something i know they do this with a lot of things where they'll say like ms tv is coming up or the ko show forget all those cancel them all just make room for tribal court, almost like USA and wings back in the day where it's just the same thing over and over constantly. I loved this. I saw some people saying that this was like, went on too long. I say don't didn't go on long enough. I say Friday night bloodline is the best show on television. There were so many moments where I oohed and odd, whether it be when, Paul Heyman's like, only one person tells me to stop talking. And then Solo covered his microphone and, and Solo holding on to the Ulafala and not wanting to give it back. And all this, just, and this was everything. I know people say on social media, this is cinema, but man, this was so entertaining. I was thoroughly sports entertained. Fantastic way to start the show. Issa, were you bummed that you weren't called as a character witness? Um, I just love this segment so much. I love everything that Roman did here, obviously. Um, I don't know who the Usos think they are. Trying to call the tribal chief to tribal court. You know, and then playing these video packages just to show the amount of cowardness that they have, that they have to bring Roman Reigns to this level of snap out of it. Stop being a, a wuss. You know, I have a better word for it on my channel, but I won't say it here. Like, these Usos are obviously not main event worthy they can't handle the pressure of being there and they need roman to slap them right back to reality the tough love from roman is a video package only show how weak they are and how much they mm. need roman reigns to remind them about the bloodline and and i love roman saying i don't need this he doesn't i love roman saying i was doing this way before i decided to include you guys because he doesn't need them he was elevated them why did roman also mention he's never betrayed anyone He's the one taking the shares to the back. Mm. Why are all these people doing this to Roman Reigns? This is completely... The only reason why Roman Reigns should be on trial is if we're talking about being way too sexy. That's the only mm. thing that Roman Reigns should be found guilty of. Everything else, like. he exceeds... You wish, Jack Farmer, you wish. Everything else, he exceeds. I love the segment. At one point, though, there was all four of them. I love the visual. Because like what Jack was saying, there were so many moments that at one point you see all four of them in a different corner of the ring and i was like when this fatal four-way happens oh yeah if we tell the story correctly this is a wrestlemania main event like it is i absolutely loved it i i love when roman did the whole crying thing and i'm like i'm you guys can go watch shit plug on my channel i'm sitting there screaming like what are you doing punch him in the balls and that's exactly what he did i guess it wasn't really a but like he doesn't have any balls so you can't really punch someone in the balls when they ain't got any but he tried Great, great television. It didn't go on long enough, honestly. I loved it. What I, did, oh, I'm oh, sorry, Jack. 
No, I was going to say, I wanted to echo what Issa said as far as him talking about how he was big before the bloodline. I love mm. that he said this. I love that he reminded us that he's been on top before all this started. Because I also think it was a good reminder to the fans when he was getting those mixed reactions at best and he was dominating. And it was a little bit of a reminder, like, I've been here longer than all of you have been. I've been doing this longer than all of you were here, a part of my my little team. I loved every bit about what Roman did. And let's, in all seriousness, pulling out tears. Incredible. Yeah. The only question I was left with, and and I, Glenn, I hope you're willing to answer this for me because I know that you know your NXT as well yes, yes. as your SmackDown. Who rocks a better crop top, Carmelo Hayes or Jey Uso? It's tough one. I mean, Carmelo looks really good. So does Jay. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough call. Um, but Jay tonight, what did you think, Jack, of Roman being like, oh, you want to be the tribal chief? Fine. You want to be the champion? Fine. And the little fake out there. I loved it because it made us think for a moment, what would it really look like if Roman Reigns wasn't the tribal chief? What would mm. it look like if Jay Uso was the tribal chief? And when it's all something that we're thinking about as a hypothetical it's one thing but when you start to see it really happening Ain't nobody thinking about it's that different you, Jack Farmer. and it's about that you. Very... you and Jay are the only two who thinks he'll ever be tribal chief please listen I, but this is something showing us what a world would look like if roman reigns was not the That's tribal not chief you could visually us. see this it. is showing us <laughs> that roman was... reigns knows that jay uso can be easily manipulated and he did it again he was I'm... falling for it roman got that i'm not saying he was cried. really giving it to him i'm saying no, that we you're can saying oh my happened. god i can visualize the visualize this, is, this yeah you know the nuts bro this is what we were seeing we were seeing what would it look like <laughs> if he actually if this actually happened it reminded me a lot of the movie Endgame. And for those of you who haven't seen it, spoiler alerts, I mean, it's like three or four years old. But at the very beginning, they show up and they chop off Thanos' head and they say, this is what it would look like. But that's not what was really going to happen. That wasn't the real end. We just got to see what it may look mm. like. And it wasn't the satisfaction we wanted, which tells me we're going to get something even bigger down the road. I thought this was, this whole segment was pitch perfect. If, anyone, is, yeah. if, if you've been watching wrestling for the past few like years or past why i'm not going to get into like the all-time stuff because that's where you get the people who've been right. watching for too long but like as far as recent memory goes this blows everything out of the water as far as the story goes yeah and i'm not gonna agree with you i i, I jay Uso's just not there he'll never be there he'll never wow. be roman reigns he wishes he could but he'll never be however i just i can't get enough of this storyline and there was that moment where Roman just show like it wasn't like what it would look like. It was just Roman literally saying, I don't need this. And he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. And it just makes you like, it really makes you think like, holy shit, he could, he could walk away right now. He's had it he all. Could. He's done it all. He's done it all in WWE. You know, like I just, the storytelling here is just perfection. And, and the way that they keep spinning it and they keep making it better. And you think like, oh, this, this, this bloodline thing is done. And like, here's a new freaking chapter of it. Here's a new freaking chapter of it. Like, again, I hope it never ends. This is why wrestling being fake, more fake would be better because then we could have like the, it's a wonderful life episode of SmackDown in a world without Roman Reigns and see what that would be like. Where Austin okay, theory, you need to show, Glenn. You need where Austin to show. theory is like, your WWE champion right now. Whatever Austin your theory. Is Austin past. theory isn't the WWE's champion. He's America's champion. True. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that um, I think this was good tonight. For a second, I was like, wait, Roman's really not. Yeah, like I almost bought it for a second. I was like, no, he's not really. Wow, wow, you're weak-minded, just like Jay Uso. And what what is Jimmy doing here? Jimmy is the Prince Harry of this whole situation. Let's just oh, go shit. there. You're never gonna be tribal chief. You're nowhere near it. Like, get <laughs> out of this storyline already. Hmm. Well, Calvin R. Alexander, $2, says, I expect Issa to be in her bag tonight. You know it. You know it, Calvin. It was a beautiful thing tonight. A beautiful Tox thing. Tox Kazim, Buck 99, saying, did Issa cry when Roman cried like a girly man? No, I did not cry. Roman did not cry. He did what needed to be done to manipulate Jey Uso to remind him how weak-minded he is. You saw him. He was over there like, oh, my God, Roman is not on his knees for me. Oh, my God. Stupid. Stupido. I've been taking Duolingo, so I know what that it. means. You know, did Jay also deserve everything? Can you translate that for me, Glenn? I don't know. What that means. Uh, it means unintelligent in Spanish. 
Mm-hmm. When he got yeeted and buried by all these announcers, that's what you get. Like, how are you on top of the world? And you go like, yeah, I don't want this. How 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 silly do you have to be? Well, but Roman. Point, yeah, I'm sorry. No, to your point, you said though the idea of giving it away, being the tribal chief, like you said, you're right. He doesn't need it because in that moment you realize if he didn't have the bloodline he's still Roman Reigns. If he didn't have the Correct. bloodline, he's still got three championship belts just wrapped Roman around Reigns him and his manager and everyone else. He, he, he doesn't need it. He's still that guy. 2020, beat up the feet, beat up Braun Strowman. He was on his own. He didn't have any of these guys. He looked incredible that night. He decided to include them in this chapter of his career. Gave them everything they ever wanted. Did he he puts them in the main event of WrestleMania. What do the Usos do? They fail. They finally get put to the test and they fail. They lose to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's when they realize, that's when the Usos realize they crack under pressure. We don't want mm. this bloodline stuff. This is too much for us. We just want to hang out and sing songs and talk about, oh, welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. This is real life. This is main event. We're beyond your silly little promos, Jay and Jimmy Uso. Get out of here. You can't handle this level of greatness. Are you suggesting that the Uso Penitentiary is like uh, minimum security? Like country club sort of jail? Oh, 1,000%. Interesting. Interesting. It's not the kind of place that could hold a Dom Mysterio, that's for sure. No, no. 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 Or, a, or a Tony D'Angelo, please. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Tony's going to be in there for a long time since Stax manipulated him. I told you guys since day one, by the way. Told you guys <laughs> since day one it was Stax. <sighs> Usos, so we Usos have... can't handle the pressure. The Usos can't handle the pressure, and it shows. Yes. So uh, Tuesday, by the way, we'll, we will have to talk about that next. They couldn't even. Minutes. They couldn't even be born by themselves. They had to be born with company because they can't handle the pressure. You understand? Well, the, it took two of them to carry that load, Isa. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the one with the load joke this time, since I got so much crap about it the last. Time. <laughs> Uh, but so Roman low blow Jay and then Jimmy got involved and then it was the Usos attempted, versus attempted. Remember, Solo. He had no balls, so it yes. didn't really. So all sorts of fighting, but then Jimmy was loaded in the ambulance. Jay falling closely behind us. They went to a local medical facility. We please refer to him as Prince Harry. Thank you. So, uh, hell of an opening segment. Thirty-five minutes long. Thirty-five minutes short. This could have been Roman the whole Reigns show. Roman Reigns is not here I... for five minutes. Roman Reigns is here for a long time. Kelvin R. Alexander for five dollars is saying Jay is the one. Issa just needs to come to grips with that. The one Kelvin, what? Kelvin, I would love nothing more than to agree with you and tell you that Issa's wrong. But much like Tom Brady, much like LeBron James, we keep thinking that they're done. They're not done. They keep going. Roman Reigns is going to be here forever. I just, I don't understand what the one means. The one what? The one with no balls? The one that's going to fail at SummerSlam? I mean, the one can mean a lot of things, Kelvin. So, yeah, maybe you're right. He is the one that's going to do the job to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And this historic title reign will continue. Good job being the one, Jey Uso. Wait, well, I mean, we, we've seen it. Roman Reigns, Prince Harry had to come down and throw the towel because Roman Reigns was going to kill this man. Don't act like because it happened at the Thunderdome. You don't remember. I remember it. Jay Uso. You know what? Mm. Whatever, Kelvin. Thanks for your money. So I guess the question with Roman, so we're going to get the probably a fatal four-way, maybe a Survivor Series. We're going to get Roman Cody to it mania. Why, why are you talking about Cody? Why are you bringing, okay, Alfred. Well, who's okay? Who's good? But this is my point. He rematches Cody at Mania to get all the marks, hook, line, and sinker to think Cody's going to win this time. Then Cody loses again. I don't want to see Cody and Roman do that. Okay, but but, there's way too many possibilities here. Okay, so this is my point. After the bloodline fatal four way, and that should be a WrestleMania. Okay, set Cody Rhodes aside. Who else does Roman fight then? What's the next chapter? Talking about Cody. He just wants well, I'm to, to figure out the next Why are you chapter? putting Cody into this? There is no next chapter. The next chapter is the bloodline. Okay. Please. Well, what about after keep that? Cody over there. Like, he's busy, like, I don't know, doing whatever the hell he does on Monday Night Raw. Frosting his tips. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fat Matt with a question on everybody's mind. Where was LA Knight? Yeah. Yeah. 
not winning the briefcase because don't 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 you think I'm gonna sit here and not mention that I said Damian Priest since day one and True. both of you guys were like no 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 so please acknowledge me as being the correct predictor of who was gonna win the briefcase thank you very much I can't believe that LA Knight I don't know if you guys saw the numbers now but he's like the fifth highest selling merch seller out in WWE right now the guy never wins the guy is right. always in these terrible situations and somehow. He's one of the most over, most recited people in the in the crowds. People are loving him. He has nothing behind him except the sheer will of his personality. Mm -hmm. And he is making this work. I got to wonder, why are they not just strapping a rock to this guy? You're talking mm -hmm. about Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 40. I say forget all that. LA Knight WrestleMania. Why are we... Why are we trying to write some story that started a hundred years ago? This is today. We're we're moving on from radio. We're moving on from broadcast TV. It's streaming. It's LA night. I say LA night at WrestleMania. All right, Jack, you didn't understand the assignment. I said acknowledge me for predicting money in the bank correctly, and you just started talking about LA night for no reason. So this oh, is the uh, part when you say you were oh, right. He said they said Damian Priest. Damian Priest did win, I, not LA night. I mean, if you I want understood. to say it, I'll say it I for just, you. I just didn't want to acknowledge someone who was copying just. Justin Labar's pick. I wasn't copying Justin Labar's pick. He hasn't even been. Where is Justin Labar anyway? He hasn't even been here for like three weeks. So please don't go there. Here's the question. Hey, if I still, if I see names like Matt Morgan in the chat constantly, still, I can still talk about Justin Labar. Hey, people don't, are just so don't bummed. say that because you can. I, I have receipts all over my YouTube channel of when I said Priest was winning this. So good try, Jack Farmer. It's not gonna work. Yes, Glenn. Oh, no. I was going to say, Jack, it used to have been seven years and people are still bummed I replaced Sean Ross app. So what are you going to do? Uh, but the question, Issa, <laughs> is uh, Priest versus Roman, who are you We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. First of all, everybody needs to show. I'm tired of my favorites going against each other. Priest is going to hang on to that briefcase for a little while. He's going to go after the World Heavyweight Championship over on Raw. Please, I do not. I, I, I would not. You be don't think Priest situation. has what it takes to take on Roman? You doubt, I didn't say that. I said I don't want to see my Priest? favorites fight each other. I already had to go through the emotional turmoil of Damian Priest against Bad Bunny. We're not doing this again. If he fires an arrow at Roman, does Roman catch the arrow? Oh my God, yes. That would be so hard. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, Does, wouldn't, he, wouldn't he light on fire if he caught the arrow? Isn't that? No, no, you don't catch it by the end. You catch it by the, the stem, you know? Okay, Katniss everything. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <laughs> so um okay i want to talk for a second about this merch thing right i think that selling merch is important but i could tell you that you know i've been doing this podcast now for over seven years as of right. this month and i remember back then it was oh my god bailey's like the second biggest merch set like john cena than bailey and it was like oh my god enzo and cast move all this merch oh my god rusev day they're selling this merch like crazy i think selling the merch fiend. Is the fiend yeah the fiend went. oh my god people are buying the masks <laughs> so i think selling merch is important but i feel like that's it's a stepping stone this isn't i'm not this isn't la night specific but i'm thinking about this now in context and there's always been stories of oh so-and-so is moving so much merch and i think that that shows you have a dedicated fan base but that doesn't necessarily translate into a main roster push for whatever reason. Oh, I don't think I, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. I mean, someone could be as popular as ever. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get to see them do well. We have a long history of people who were super popular that mm -hmm. didn't get, didn't get where they should go. What I'm saying though, is they should go with it. They yeah. should put LA Knight to the moon. They should push him to the very top. It, like I said, if it's me. What has he done in the last year and a half? What has he done outside of his little exactly, catchphrase? And that's the pop, exactly what, the point. What big he's match done has, nothing, has and he's he one of the most popular this? people in WWE. What? He's okay. look, he got okay. squashed in a what was it, a cool ranch Dorito match or whatever it was at WrestleMania. People still loved him. He loses money in the bank. People still love him. When he came out. When he came out for that big thing where all of the different Money in the Bank people were out there, you had like Logan Paul out there. You had Shinsuke out there. You had all these people who were big stars out there. They were all in to L.A. Knight. That is someone who, even though he loses constantly, the world is behind him. And I think you got to take advantage of that. Will they? I don't know. But they should. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, 
and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Steve Marcuccioli, 499, saying Roman taking a pin in a tag match, take the shine off being him pinned for the world title. agree. 1,000% agree. I think the moment was great, but I just think we waited so long to pin him that it should have been for the title. It should have been a big moment, but for the bloodline storyline, it's great, right? And I feel like Roman right now is still in the bloodline storyline, and it shows. He hasn't defended this championship in so long because we're so invested in the bloodline. So for the bloodline storyline, it was a great move, but for the for the championship and for it to go to a specific person, it, it's not a good move. However, they're not building anyone. Like you have Jack over here, freaking politicking for a jobber. Like there's nobody in that position right now. So you might as well do it for the bloodline. I don't need to politic for anybody. The people are politicking for LA night. Yeah. Fat Matt $2 saying they were selling merch while being pushed. I mean, not everybody. It's interesting, right? And it's interesting. I mean, look, Becky Lynch got over without getting pushed. Becky Lynch got over while being booked pretty poorly. Sami Zayn's booking. I mean, whoa, even whoa, that- whoa, whoa, whoa. Becky Lynch was in a, was in the middle of a program for the world title. Yes. When she started to get over, she got over but, long before that, but she was, that was when she really peaked or when she really kind of took off. That was when she reached that next level. LA Knight never, like I said, he never wins and he's always in these silly things, but his reactions are on par with the top people in the company who are given different opportunities, doing big things, having stories, getting wins. He, his reactions are right up there with them. What was the last thing that they had him do that allowed people to have a reason to love him? Mm. Maximum male models. That was pretty dope. It was maximum male models where he was a manager. That was how long ago he's changed personas and people are still so into him because of, like I say, the sheer force of personality that LA Knight brings. it's, it's, It's a wasted opportunity to not give him something massive like i said i'd have him win the royal rumble i'd have him go on to wrestlemania i would change everything else that they've got going but there's a difference and so what i mean by this and it's actually by the way for people who keep a score this is me putting la Knight over comparing him to becky lynch who got over massively on an organic level without a good program um but i was gonna say there's a difference between that style of getting over getting over despite lack of momentum versus heath slater who they were giving like a storyline in a program. It just went way better than they ever thought it would, you know? So it's like with LA Knight, they, 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 I think if they give him a little something, it'll go a long way, which is why it's almost shocking. And I don't think people understand this. This isn't at this stage in the game. This isn't me being critical of LA Knight or like, Oh, I'm capping on LA Knight. No, what I'm saying is that it's actually remarkable how as fans, and I say this to someone again for the probably five and a half of the last seven years where I was like, well, you know, Sammy Zayn and people were like, yeah, dude, whatever. Uh, they don't have anything for Sammy. Um, with LA Knight, it's the same thing. They're, they're not taking it seriously. They are like, so welcome to the club, LA Knight fans. Like you can buy all the merch you want. You could chant all you want for whatever reason. Someone in creative just doesn't see him that way and isn't giving him, you know, the, it's, it's a, uh, it's hurts on a holiday weekend. They just do not have a vehicle for him at this time. I think what happens with some people like this, and it's not just LA night, but it's happened over in the past is I think sometimes they think that they're so good at being liked, regardless of whether they win or lose that they say, well, it doesn't matter if he wins or loses because he's going to be over regardless. And you yeah. kind of take, you, they kind of take it for granted what they can do. I think that's happened to guys like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, in the past where people like him, he puts on great matches. Doesn't matter if he wins or loses. So he just loses all the time. Unfortunately, that eventually comparison. erodes them. And then it eventually does. you're just like, I don't care. Right. Yes. And uh, it would be out- nice to just see him involved in a good storyline, in a field that will remember. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's all over the place. And I love the reactions that he gets. I myself find myself doing the, yeah, right. But I just wish he wasn't like a significant storyline that would yeah. really make, like, put him on the map. That's all I, I, I because the charisma is there and we need more people like that. Hmm. Uh, 
Shout out to King Rail. Congrats. Yes. On, uh, yeah, I saw that. Beating cancer for the second time. King Rail, now that I'm in Vegas and I've taken up a hobby as a degenerate gambler, I need your basketball picks. Because Ooh. I'm going to game. I'm going to game getting status by making safe bets at the sports book. So that way I earn my <laughs> points to, to get go, to elite Glenn. status. That's the way to go. My other idea is I get someone else to play with me when we play electronic roulette and just one of us bets red all the time and the other bets black. So we'll always end out even, but we'll earn points. We get comps. We gotta play. Yeah, you get all those nice ass hotel rooms too when you get to that. That's oh, the key. Man. Let's the go. Key. I'm going to live like a high roller on a budget, but congrats, King Rail. Very, very happy for you. Uh, I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, King Rail on that Roman Reigns level now. Yes. Tuck Graf, uh, I don't know if this is literal or you're making a, an analogy. So I think we it's just have to be like really close. There we go. Is that better? Right. Um, <laughs> see it's so funny because every other show i'm on like uh justin and jimmy they're head they're way back here so i i keep pushing my chair back further and further so, Glenn, your head uh, looks incredible tonight you know i get that a lot <laughs> uh so let's talk about austin theory versus sheamus for the united states championship in austin theory here three days after america's birthday austin theory Holding it down against Sheamus for America, for America, and uh, pretty deadly interfered. The brawling brutes interfered. I thought that Austin Theory proved once again what America is all about, and that is standing up for yourself and defending your championship. And I think that pretty deadly showing up to help him out shows that they agree and i would never disagree with the dandy highway men would you isa so you're saying that america is about using other countries to their benefit because they have pretty deadly from the uk come out here and help i mean just just quoting you jack <laughs> austin theory you. defending america yes one match at a time today <laughs> made america proud austin theory as a red-blooded American, I'm proud of your efforts tonight. You got the win. Again, showing how great America they is. They have got to do something with Austin Theory. I'm just going to say it. Like, there's nothing of... There's no essence to whatever he's doing right now. Yes. And not since Bush and Blair have we seen such a great transatlantic team is Pretty Deadly in Austin Theory. The best. No, I love Pretty Deadly. Pretty deadly are superstars. They are absolute superstars. I think they are so entertaining. They're good in the ring. They have the look. They check every single box imaginable. Pretty deadly are so awesome. I'm I'm down for anything they're doing. If if this is Friday Night Bloodline, then I want Pretty Deadly to be like the Kramer like neighbor that lives across the street from the Bloodline, uh, or across the hall from the Bloodline. They, if, if we're having Friday Night Bloodline as our sitcom, they definitely need to be reoccurring characters. It's um, really funny that King Rail just said that Cena wouldn't kill Theory because he's right. And Cena said it on his promo. Remember, Cena said, if, if you lose to me, you're done. And if you win to me, you win, you're done. And <laughs> there's nothing that Austin Theory has done after that crappy ass match that has. Well, here's, I, I've said this since day one. You know, I, I would like some credit for this. I have said the death of Austin Theory will be if Grayson Waller is on the same brand as Austin Theory. And now that Grayson Waller can wrestle again, Austin Theory Oof. should be asking to move to Raw because uh, Grayson Waller affects tonight with Edge. Edge even saying, like, man, they must really see something in you. You got that segment with Cena. How can you, you not? Grayson you get this Waller's a star. Match. I mean, this was amazing tonight. Grayson Waller baiting uh, Edge into a match and setting up for, for tonight, not even the pay-per-view. Like, they were just going to go for it. Yeah, I thought they were going to set this up for SummerSlam or something like that. I was, I mean, we, I've been talking about how we needed uh, Grayson Waller back in the ring, so I was happy to get that tonight. And it felt like, okay, we're still not live on Instagram, right? But the Grayson Waller effect is now being used to set up feuds and matches for Grayson Waller the way that it should have been, the way that it was in NXT. The last few weeks, he was just setting up matches for everybody else by himself, but it appears he's back and healthy and he looked great. So I can't believe the disrespect you guys are showing for USA Town Down, America's champion, Austin Theory. Uh, yes, I agree. 
Grayson Roller is incredible. But as Americans, how can we how can we be so disrespectful to our champion, the one who champions these great United States, Austin Theory, waving the red, white, and blue for all to see? Well, and here you guys go right after America's birthday, after well, America's birthday, no less. Fat Matt with the two dollar super chat is saying LA Knight versus Austin Theory. And Jack, I think you might be feeling a little A-Town down after L.A. Knight wins that championship off Austin Theory. Well, I'm a big, I'm a big L.A. Knight fan, so I could... <laughs> the, way, the way he changed his clothes real quick. Real quick. You Listen, because here's, here's the thing. I love America, but I live in L.A. So we've got to... I would be happy with that. But I'm telling you, for now, I support my champion... America's champion, the United States champion, Austin Theory. Why? I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> Last time, because look, USA, America is even more important than the world. That's you know right. how you're going to know when LA Knight is getting a push is when they shell out money for Randy Newman's I Love LA for his entrance. That's when you know <laughs> the creative Ross is behind him. <laughs> that would i get what you're saying that would be yeah. the lamest entrance song <laughs> people, well, in la people in la like i think that's a terror i think randy newman is like children's music for adults it's awful <laughs> but like go out in la and be like you know screw randy newman and people will get mad people love that song in los angeles we like do. that is the yeah. anthem people know all the words and there's a ridiculous song <laughs> It is a ridiculous song, and they do love it here in LA. I mean, they love. I mean, like it's insane, and they love to chant, "We love it!" Like it's 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 awful. It's an awful song, but it is beloved. Gustavo Guerrero, horrible super 19, chat. I wouldn't even read it if I was you. Said just left the arena. Show was great. Jay Uso might be my new tribal chief. Sorry, Issa. <sighs> How was the crowd on camera? Let me put over the crowd tonight at MSG. Um. They seemed surprisingly, I, like, I almost anything else. If I went to a live event and there was a 35-minute televised segment and I was like, I paid to come see this live, a segment with no wrestling, I'd be pissed. The crowd was into it, which is a testament to how good that was tonight. Oh, really? Because uh, it was muted for 75% of the time because they were cursing, and that is the NYC way, so I was happy to hear. Yes. The crowd sounded great. It was, uh, it was, they were hyped. Great show. It's the Mecca. Yeah. It's Madison Square Garden. Nothing better than it. Disrespectful, Not even in L.A. Dis disrespectful <laughs> language from that crowd. It was kind of embarrassing, I think, that they couldn't even speak in a way that would allow the volume to be turned on. Can I'd expect not? that from Can New Jersey, not? maybe Can Long Island, but not the greatest city in the world. You guys are giving soy boy energy. Please stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> it right now. <laughs> talk. Don't they know that they're on live TV? Why are they using that kind of language? Come on now, New York. You're better than that. Let's talk about AJ Styles with Meechin versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett. Karrion Cross's hair has now reached the point where he looks like he could be playing drums in an emo band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now he, he needs to come out to My Chemical Romance. Yes. He looks like, you remember, because you'll see the drummers normally kind of buff because they're like beating on the drums all the time. And you look like, well, you're really buff for a dude in an emo band. Like that's how Karrion Cross is starting to look right now. Just like, uh, but no, look, they should make it a storyline that he keeps losing until he realizes that if he cuts his hair, it's a reverse Samson. And that's his strength is the shaved head. So he should be in like an opposite hair versus yes. hair match. Like if you lose, you have to keep growing your hair. <laughs> AJ Styles like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> sure got you, Carrie. <laughs> That was the best AJ Styles impression I think I've ever heard, Jack. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a short match. Uh, AJ won with the help of uh, Meechin taking out Scarlet. AJ's hair looked great. Yeah, it does. I, I mean, I want to argue with Esau on everything, but I can't argue on AJ's hair. I think that's just an undeniable 
irrefutable statement. But I, I will say this with, with, I feel like AJ Styles, we talked about uh, LA Knight and what he's doing. AJ Styles is truly one of the best pro wrestlers you're ever going to get to watch. And it feels like he has been just, I don't want to say treading water, but just not like, it seems like he hasn't really done anything or been in a program of note in so long. It yes, feels like it's he's always doing these, like, things. As soon as they put him with Omas, nothing has ever felt the same for AJ Styles. Right. And he won the tag yeah. titles with Omas, and nobody, like, it was so memorable. It, it, yeah, it feels like he's always in these, like, well, we're going to put you in this little mini feud for now. You'll do this for a few weeks, and then when you come out of it, we'll have something for you. I don't know if that's what they're saying, but, like, he's always just in these things that, like, yeah, it doesn't I hit. I think there's a what if, because I do think they were going in a different direction with AJ when they split him from Omas, and then he suffered that ankle injury. I mm. do think AJ was on his way to a push, just based on the stories and the things that he was doing on TV back then. I mean, they got him back with the club, we got the club back, um, but yeah, nothing has felt of importance. And I personally, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him run a program with Roman again. I thought the program they had back in 2016 2015 was great no, was and they're such Quite different good. characters nowadays like i would i would love to see something like that but i mean i'm never gonna complain to to see aj styles but i do agree i i feel like he could be doing so much more i think yeah. this feud has hurt both of them i i mean i think i just real quick as far as aj styles goes i agree with you said there too i think him and roman would be fantastic and i could see that on one of those ple's that maybe isn't a um yeah isn't a Royal rumble, you know, but you still need a good match. That's going to be interesting. Um, and that's no offense to AJ. It's just a matter of Jack. You should be, you should be like Nick Khan's man that goes to explain to the talent and be like, this would be great. You know, for one of those PLEs that isn't the Royal. That don't rumble. mean nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's a still going to be good. Man. No, we're going you know? to Indianapolis. Look, it's about Indianapolis. So why don't we run this match today? <laughs> if this was any other title run, I would say this is a this is a that could be a WrestleMania kind of main event. Mm. But we all know that the per, it, it, it's it's AJ Styles isn't the guy to beat Roman Reigns. It's just not happening, and I don't think you're ever going to convince people otherwise. So don't give it to us at WrestleMania because we know how that's going to go. Uh, give it to us at a show. It reminds me a lot of when Kevin Owens faced Roman Reigns. None of us believed. Kevin Owens was going to beat Roman Reigns, but they still made it interesting. And it was at a show that it was okay to have that happen at as well. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. Karrion Cross needs Royal, to get some a Royal Rumble, Jack Farmer. That's a big pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. Well, but one the, of the, the many world... times, I mean, they faced each other so many the, freaking times. The, the, the so world title match at the Royal Rumble isn't usually that important of a match though. Yeah. Cause... But it'll still close the show if uh, they don't have any big surprise for the Rumble. Yeah. Um, but that said, Karrion Cross, I'm a fan of Karrion Cross, and I think that they could do something with him, but it, it does feel like he's sort of, um, much like AJ, sort of treading water. Like he needs something to really hook us as an audience, and I don't think it's happened yet. Now, like I don't the tarot know. What cards? He needs. Tarot cards aren't doing it for you? Tarot? No, not a tarot card guy. Okay. <laughs> not, not, in, not into tarot cards. Just checking. Uh, checking. Unless they say positive things about me. <laughs> what is. What does this card mean? <laughs> yeah, a tarot deck of positivity. <laughs> they're all po they're just all they're positive just all tarot cards. Like all the negative ones. Like this one has swords on it. That looks dangerous. Yeah, let's actually, get, <laughs> let's get this one with balloons. Wait, you guys need to do that in person when you're together. You see, you need to do like a tarot reading for Jack, and like, but it's all really positive things. It's yeah. Like Get rid of all the scary looking ones. Only like positive, happy looking ones. Yes. It's like, this is the card of impalement. Oh, well, that's you breaking through to the next level in your career. Yes. <laughs> that's actually funny. Yes. Um, Asuka interrupted. This was really cool how they did this. I wonder if this is going to become a fatal four way. We've been talking about Bianca Belair versus uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for SummerSlam. I mean, based on this tonight, I think EO could easily cash in on that match. Um, she went to cash in tonight, blindsiding Asuka. But before Bailey could cash in, she was attacked by Bianca. And then Flair, Charlotte Flair, coming out looking literally like diamonds, uh, caught EO Sky. So 
this was a great way to really broaden the women's championship picture on SmackDown. But Issa, what did you think of this segment? I actually kind of miss uh, the majority of this segment. I was having some issues with my stream, so I kind of caught it towards the end. Uh, but I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of this being a fatal four-way. I think that this Asuka run has been booked so much interesting than what they're doing with Rhea Ripley over on Raw, because when you look at the list of contenders that Asuka has right in front of her right now, um, you know, with Bianca, Charlotte, and now Io Sky, it just seems so incredible compared to what we're doing over on Monday Night Raw with Rhea Ripley, which I do understand that she put on an incredible match against Natalia, yeah. but that match should have not come after her pretty much squashing Natalia like two times in a row. Like they should have put that match when they fa- first faced each other on pay-per-view, you know? So it's just, I am I am fully invested into this. I'm invested into what they're doing with Bianca. I'm invested into Charlotte seeing a title and coming back. I love Eosky. I miss Money in the Bank. Everything about this, at least for me, is working right now. Jack? Yeah, I agree. I thought this was a really fun segment. The only negative takeaway I have is I don't remember why all like Oscar was like what this was supposed to be before it all broke down. Uh, she was just coming out. No one is out. ready for Oscar. Um, she just so, wanted to come out and remind everybody that no one is ready for Oscar. Oh well, in that case, in that case, it looked like a lot of people were pretty ready for Oscar by the end of this one. But what I did like about this, obviously, anytime this is what makes Money in the Bank such a fun concept is. It really felt like EO was about to cash in, especially since historically oh, yeah. the women's money in the bank gets cashed in within a week or two anyway. I think I think she's like the second longest person to hold it at this point now. I could yeah. be wrong about that. It but. was her and it was her and Carmilla who held it for like 287 days. Yeah. Every other woman has cashed in the day off. And of course, we had the Asuka situation where it wasn't necessarily a cash in. She was just kind of handed the title inside the briefcase, but that was the next day. Outside of Carmilla, nobody had held it more than 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. I love when I love when Glenn randomly starts laughing for No, because I'm just remembering <laughs> that segment where Becky handed the thing the, the the belt to Asuka. And for a second, Asuka's reaction was was like Asuka's like, wait, I'm the champion. I'm not becoming a mom, right? Like you're becoming a mom, but I'm getting the championship. Right. I was remembering Asuka's reaction. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Was yeah. Really the whole thing was weird because like Becky was like, I'm going away for a little while to be a mom. And you don't know how Asuka needs to react. Like she congratulates Becky. She's yeah. gonna celebrate being champ. The whole thing was weird, but it was such a good segment. Becky's back, but Regardless, that's how that cashing went. And that was the next day. Everybody else has cashed in pretty much the night off outside of Carmela and now Io. One of the things that makes this segment great, and Glenn, you alluded to it, is that for me, it solidified who our top tier championship contenders are. And there's a lot of them. And I could see yeah. all of them winning it. it was cool. I could see Bianca have the, get the win. Charlotte yeah. is always a threat. Bailey was out there. Io's out there. That's months of storytelling you could build off of right there. And so... This was a fantastic segment. Plus, it was fun because, again, the threat of the money in the bank was definitely looming, and I really thought they were about to cash in. I thought that EO was about to win, to be totally honest. So, yeah, I, I very was like, fun. this is a weird fucking swerve yeah. to do when we just – everyone now is saying this is going to be a three-way match at uh, SummerSlam. And I was like, oh, this is uh, – yeah, I hook, line, and sinker thought that was going to happen. And I loved how Bianca stopped Bailey from handing over the briefcase. I, this was a cool segment that got a lot done in a very short amount of time. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm, all, I'm an advocate for more women's wrestling, and I would have loved to have had, you know, a full match tonight. But this was, like, just an economy of minutes from a storytelling perspective. Right. And I Agreed. think that that's – I think that's a better – thing i mean i agree i i like it when people get their tv time don't get me wrong but i also think that this was great not dragging out something that didn't need to be drug out it was a bing bang boom lots of excitement lots of action and first rule of entertainment leave them wanting more i want more i want to see what the follow-up is as opposed to oh this got drug out and now i'm over it well so what was interesting about edge versus grace and waller that followed this is i was pretty sure edge was winning this but I like that they let this go long enough to let Grayson have a match, like his first match on SmackDown, but they really let him show what he can do. This wasn't a squash. This wasn't a humiliating defeat for his debut match. Like, this is as much as I've ever seen somebody put over while losing. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like Sami Zayn uh, versus John Cena in Montreal, but this was uh, still very much putting him over in a losing effort tonight. 
Yeah, I, I think this this whole thing wasn't about Edge. It was about Grayson Waller. Absolutely. And it was about showing the world that he is a big part of WWE for the foreseeable future. The Grayson Waller effect is he's always entertaining on that. He's always entertaining on the microphone. The fact that he cut off Edge to tell everyone he's retiring, just chef's kiss of being a jerk. I loved, loved, loved that. And Edge, I, I got to give him his flowers as well. The way he said that you swam, kid, or something like that. Yeah. Also that nice. adding to say, like, dude, you got it. You are that person. We're ready for you. This laid the groundwork for Grayson Waller. I think the only thing he needs left now is to make sure he gets into a program that keeps him on TV for a reason instead of just random Grayson Waller effects. If he gets that, then he's had everything he needs to take off and, and be a huge success. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Grayson Waller fan. I think that whatever field you put him into, now that we know that he can't wrestle, I thought he looked great tonight against Edge, even in defeat, but you have got to put him in a winning field. Um, I know not everybody that's watching SmackDown watches NXT, but his track record in NXT was not very good. Now, a not, there's no shame in losing to Edge on your debut in Madison Square Garden, right? Like, what a way to debut, like, to have your first match on the main roster for Grayson Waller. There is a, a machine behind him. You can just tell in the way they're booking him and all this, but what I would really love to see as a Grayson Waller fan is him being in a winning field. He didn't have one in NXT for quite some time that I thought tonight was a great you know, starting point for him in SmackDown. Now I just need to see him win. So let's let's book some W's for him. Yeah, my my great fear with him is that he's going to end up doing like kind of like how Miz has become, where he just does Miz TVs and he doesn't really have kind of like uh, LA Knight. He comes out and says yeah, and then loses. Yeah, I know. Well, LA Knight doesn't have a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should be in the late show. night with LA Knight. We're just I love LA. That's actually a great name. That's actually a great. I love LA with LA. Right? <laughs> Both of those names, uh, I, I would sign up. But we don't need another talk show. <laughs> no. But uh, Austin Theory should already start thinking about what his next gimmick is going to be because Grayson Waller is uh, the just, one where he's America's champion. Oh my God! Stop! Make it stop. The thing with Grayson Waller too, that John Cena segment. Is one of the most random things it was horrible I've ever seen on WWE. I know we didn't cover Money in the Bank because of the holiday weekend. That is one of the most random things. And like, thank God Grayson Waller got something out of that because there were, I mean, there was just no point. It was nice to see John Cena, it was a surprise, but him coming out there, like putting over London, talking about giving them WrestleMania, even though there's no plans for that whatsoever. Um, it was so just random. So thank God Grayson got something out of that. That was the purpose of that segment. Yeah, went on too long. Yeah, Grayson's always going to get something out of out of wherever he's at. Like some of the things I really loved about this match that was just so simple is everyone saying you still got it to Edge and him looking at the camera going, "I got it too." And it was just these little things that he does that are just if if you give Grayson Waller a chance, he's going to hit a home run. I, I just yep. my hope is that they they let him go up to bat a couple times. Yeah, um, and it looks like they will. Now, like I said, I, just, I think he just needs that rivalry that lets us as fans sink our teeth into him and make him not just a random, I'm on TV, I say funny things, I lose, and I'm gone. You just come out every time and be like, I'm on TV. I'm on TV. That's what I would say if I was a wrestler. Uh, the main event segment tonight, Roman Reigns came out, interrupted by Jay Uso. Roman Reigns did not come out, first of all. Roman Reigns was displaying his BDE after Paul Heyman told him, hey, Jay Uso is a horrible brother. I mean, he betrayed Roman. His eyes? Of BDE, Jack. I wouldn't expect you to understand what that is. Anyways, go, <laughs> going back BD to eyes, Roman eyes, right? Like tiny uh, BDE eyes? Going back to his Roman BD, Reigns. His BVDs? <laughs> going back to Roman Reigns. Uh, you guys should... You, you, you're such a sad case. Anyway. What are you talking uh, about? Paul Heyman told him, hey... Jay's looking for you. He didn't go to the hospital with his brother. Jay also is just, he don't care about nobody. So Roman says, I will wait for him in the ring. So don't say Roman Reigns came out. Roman Reigns wanted the smoke and he was ready for it by standing in the ring waiting, Glenn. Please, please tell the show the right way. He was standing in the ring waiting for Jay Uso, who attacked Thank Solo you. Sokoa. And then Roman and Paul uh, left the ring and he challenged him to a match, a one-on-one -on -one match. I don't like that they're dragging this out. He should have just said SummerSlam 
But next week, it's going to be Roman considers, Roman responds, Roman contemplates. We got four weeks till SummerSlam. They're dragging this out. We know this is going to be the match at SummerSlam. They should have just said SummerSlam, boom, mic drop, and then move forward. They're going to drag this out. There's there's never been a boom, this segment is done with the bloodline, and that's why it's worked, Glenn. The... What is the show after uh, summer? What are the shows after SummerSlam as far as PLEs? I think isn't Fastlane earlier this year? That's why they announced I it. I thought it was Payback. Payback, I think, is September. September right? is Payback, yeah. And then what's the one after that? Do we have an October one or is it Survivor? Uh, Fastlane. Okay. Fastlane so thinking- and, then, and then their Survivor Series. Those are the three that they've announced so far. It wouldn't be completely impossible for SummerSlam to actually be Jay versus Solo. And mm. then then put off Jay versus Roman for a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a long time to push that, but uh, they are obviously very patient with this. So it could it it might not be Jay versus Roman at at SummerSlam. I know. I think it will be. I'm just. I think it will be. I'm playing. I'm playing devil's advocate Same. here. Um, I think it will be. That said, I think that jay did a great job in this segment obliterating solo and the fact that he said it's time for a trial by combat i was like let's i love that go. i actually i actually like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like let's go i am i am signed up but this is again what makes the bloodline thing so good and i think i, w- I want all of wrestling to take it take notes from this is how it's a story that is always progressing, but they're always leaving a little bit more meat on the bone for us to get to. And there's always, and I know sometimes the cliffhangers suck. Like Glenn, as you're saying, we, we know what the match probably is, but they always give us like a cliffhanger. Like I have to tune in next week to find out, which is what all good television does. And I, I wish, I, I think this is a formula for pro wrestling. I think sometimes we forget pro wrestling is a TV show. And that's right. what makes this great is it's like a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there was also the the point of the storyline of Roman kind of like walking away and letting Solo, you know, handle business for him. I think I think with with the uncertainty, I don't think that I ever known where Solo stands. There's just something about the Solo Sokoa character that even from day one when he showed up at Clash at the Castle, he's just never seemed fully trustworthy or with Roman Reigns, and he does these little things like Solo is the underdog of the story. He's not getting talked about enough, but at some point, when are you gonna you know realize things? He took all this this beating tonight, and at one point he's in the ring with Jay, and Roman is already up the ramp. You know, yeah. so I I'm just loving everything about this. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in. I I don't think they're gonna announce the match immediately. And I there's so many equations to this to this bloodline storyline that I do expect Jay and Roman just because we've seen it before. I don't think that we'll put this one off, but I do expect them to take a couple of. You know, we're gonna go on a, a we're gonna take the pandemic scene before we get to the end result with this one. Yeah, they definitely, they're definitely going to take their time with all of this. And so I, I, I like to go back and all the different people that we thought should have beaten Roman Reigns and that we thought at the time, this should have been the guy. I mean, going all the way back to Cardiff and Drew McIntyre and everyone like, it should have won the title then. And we were so upset, but I look at now and think, man, they can were not, right every step we, of me, the way. In your we? Because I never, ever said anybody and i still believe it so please do not oh i wasn't i wasn't back in drew mcintyre in that one either i'm just saying there was a lot of people who were upset i mean a lot of people it should have been Sami Zayn. i think we can all agree on that i knew you were gonna um, say that we can't and i was not in that train either i knew you were gonna say that glenn too and and i think there was a lot of people who felt that way but i think if you look back it's the right decision that the title is still on roman reigns it's always been the right decision and that's how it's gonna stay forever thank you Billy Buck 99 asking if we saw, did we see NXT underground so good? We're going to have to watch that before Tuesday to talk about that NXT underground match. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I didn't, I, I hadn't watched wrestling all week till today. Certain things I will always refer to a certain way. I will never call it a hurricane Ron. It is always a Frankensteiner to me. And I will never call it NXT underground. It is raw underground, regardless of what show it is on. Doesn't For matter life. what brand it's on. Doesn't matter what show. It's raw underground. That's I'm what with it's you called. 1,000%. But That's maybe, I will agree with you on this one, Jack. <laughs> maybe Shane O'Mac owns the name to Raw Underground, and they can't do it without him. Shane O'Mac well, needs to be there, too. He'll come in, and he can fight. He can fight at Raw Underground for the rights to the name. 
Shane should be there, and Omos should guard the door 100%. Yeah. I love Raw Underground. I don't care what anybody says. And there should be a ton of illegal gambling with stacks telling everyone about it. <laughs> we don't like stacks in this household. Stacks is going to run the city. <laughs> stacks is the new boss. So there you have it, everyone. That yeah. was SmackDown tonight. Now, if you like the show, like, share, subscribe, hit that bell notification, tell a friend, and call them on the phone to tell them about it and be like, hey, you got to check out this podcast. What's it about? Wrestling. What? You don't watch wrestling? Check it out anyhow. I answered the phone because I thought it was an emergency. Yeah. Who calls anymore? Watch now. That, got, Jack, <laughs> that Jack Farmer, he's dreamy. You'll you got like to hit the like button. Oh, it is an emergency. Mm -hmm. I'll do it right now. Absolutely. Uh, Issa, where can people follow you on threads? NYC Demon Diva. Jack, what's your threads username? You can find me at Real Jack Farmer on Threads and on Spill, even though I don't think I'm ever going to use Spill at this point. Mm. But I'm on there. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Threads and Truth Social. Be sure to uh, give me a follow. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone <laughs> for tuning in tonight. Uh, Ricky Swerve, Jeffrey Sullivan, Lego Brick Collector, Corey Lee, Ian Adams, Ricky, Dog the Bounty Hunter, Danielle, King Rail, Swerve Show, Tuck Graf. I feel like Miss Nancy on Romper Room, Jack. How do you do this every week? It's you just kind of like uh, John Bon Jovi says, you live on a prayer and you just yeah, so read through as many as you can. I have seen a million faces and rock them all. So, everybody, uh, sure. Tune in for Jack and the crew on Monday with raw coverage. We'll be back on Tuesday covering NXT. Have a great weekend. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Bye.